is our first live you gotta get in the, i'm in the camera i think it's me i'm further in the camera than you well how is it supposed to work i don't know it's your camera all right whatever so um so what we decided to do is because i always talk about what is pain reality um and so we decided we was just gonna start going live and um you agreed with me for whatever strange reason that um he decided to agree with me and uh, participate in all of these amazing endeavors that I come up with. Um, but he said yes. And I was like, oh, wow. Because y'all know you don't like to talk um, unless it comes to acting or sitting in front of the camera, then you will talk. And so um, that's what we decided to do, because as y'all know, I always post the craziest stuff about Kendall and her conversations uh, that she have. And then just because something that was on my heart was to, um, a lot of times people will see a blended family and you see the the, the good sides of it. I mean, we do, we have an amazing sides. Like I said, we have funny sides. We have serious moments. Some of them are hilarious moments. We have all of these moments, um, but it's been, it's, it's been rough getting to where we're at. Um, so we have been married for 12 years. It will be 13 years that we've been married in September. Um, but we met when I was 18. Jew was, how he was 19? Yep. When we were at Akron U. She and stalked me. No, I didn't. I feel like you stalked me first. Stalked me coming around to play spades. That y'all was cheating at. Losing. got that part. Like y'all was cheating for real. Like they were cheating at space. Wasn't cheating. Yes, y'all, y'all, y'all. Some of the stuff that y'all was doing, I okay. I digress. That's how you play spades. They were cheating. This is a conversation we have all the time because they were literally cheating. Um, and I just, I still, after all these years, uh, I will never accept the fact that they did not cheat <laughs> in all of the games that we actually played. Like they were not. Um, oh, yeah, it'd be like fifty bucks. <laughs> So anyways, uh, oh y'all was getting hammered. Anyways, they were cheating at <laughs> at the uh, Toby. If you're watching this, man, still to this day, because y'all was y'all literally was cheating. Not at all. Anyways, they were cheating at this game. So this is how me and you met. We met at Akron U. I was actually on my way to the military, and um, a couple of my friends they were at Akron U. And I used to go up every single weekend and I would um, just hang out with my friends. And so there's one particular day they were like, oh, let's go down to Toby and Jew's room so we can play spades. And I'm like, who is Toby and Jew? 
And so we go down the hall, Gallucci Hall. We go down the hall to, to their room. Everybody and, um, Listen, I say this all sure. the time. So y'all know I have a long history with like domestic violence and like all this other type of stuff. But so when I walked in their room, now listen, y'all, Jew was a rather slender guy, like slender guy. And but anyways, when I walked in the room, I promise y'all I heard God say this was my husband. And so of course I'm like, okay, this is how I was feeling at the moment. And so we started playing this uh, game that they cheated in in spades. They truly cheated in this game. And so we were playing spades, getting to know each other, and it was just really for me it was something different. Um, it was something different about him, different from any of the other guys I had ever dated or any relationship I had been in. And we literally became fast friends at that point, although I was on my way to the military. So I went to the military. Jew, I didn't even write my parents, go figure, but Jew is the only person that I actually wrote letters to. Well, actually, I might have wrote letters to my friends too, but he's the only guy that I wrote letters to. Um when I was away at boot camp, training, all of that good stuff. Um, hi, Tammy. Um, so he was the only guy I wrote letters to. So I come back from the military like two years later and um, I decided I was moving out. I, I enrolled at that point in Akron U and I moved into this apartment building. Hey girl. And I moved into this apartment building and lo and behold, guess who lived underneath me was none other than um, my boo thing, Julius Payne. I wasn't her boo thing at that time. She okay. just wanted me to be. No. Be, okay. He tell very different versions of the story. Like I tell the true version. No, like your version is always different than mine. I know because mine is the real one. All right. Yeah. Continue. So anyways, um, I was walking to the track because y'all know I was like in uh, shape and I was coming from the military. So I just be running three miles just because. And so there's one particular day I was walking back to uh, my apartment and I actually ran into Jew. And listen, OK, it was it. You know, we rekindled. Um, we rekindled and we had a long history from the point of then uh, is we rekindled at that point um and we that we had a long history so i have known you since i was 18 um and we did not get married until um heck we was at the burning bush when we first went to the burning bush so then he stalked me because i okay we we went our separate ways he was in a, a different relationship I ended up married to my twins' dad, and uh, so I was in Toledo, you was in Columbus, and then, of course, you know, I talk about the domestic violence and everything that happened in that relationship, and so I ran away to um, California, and um, so that was literally the first time me and him had ever had that big of a distance between us, because like we always lived very close to each other. Um, like we were literally best friends. We we did not always date. Um, when I would find out Jew was with someone, like we were just friends and vice versa. Like we didn't we didn't do all that. We were truly friends, you know, who dated every now and again. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's my version. So stop laughing. <laughs> so anyways, um, 
we I ended up going to California and I remember this one day when I decided I was I was coming back to from California. This is after, you know, the whole marriage and all this craziness went on. And um, the first person I called to say I was moving back from California was Jew. And so I called him this one day or no, maybe did I email you? Because I don't remember if we had phone numbers by then. It was a call or an email because I know he was working at First Energy at the time. That's your version? I mean, I'm sticking to it. I've been consistent. So we talked and I was like, guess what? And he was like, what? You're moving back from California. And he said he had a dream that I moved back from California. And so that's how he knew. So who was talking who? You, I mean, you was talking to me in your dreams. Your dreams. Like you telling me you had a dream. Who seen who at 18? I was talking about this is my husband. That was a long time ago, though. It don't matter. But the stalking and the dream came after that. I, we was like in our 20s. That don't matter. That don't matter. You bringing up old stuff. So he stalked me in his dreams. Mm. And I came back from California. And when we came back from, well, me and the babies at that point, Jalen and Janai, we came back from California. And um, so we rekindled again, as we normally would do. And um, and then that's when I found I was like, OK, no, Joe, his version is, you know, I think he was talking to me in his dreams. We just don't go with that. Oh, that's on the other side. We just <laughs> repping Kim or Garfield basketball. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I know, but I got a shout out. So he was talking to me in his dreams. I came back. Thank from... you, Joe. Thank you. Let's see. Let's we're gonna put Joe on blast since he wants to talk about Teller Jew. His version is not the truth. We're just gonna put it that way. He does not have a true version of events. Of course, your sister will be with you. She is with me because that's my sister. Haters unite. No. <laughs> so in any case, um I decided I needed more of God. And so I called it quits with Jew. Um, like called it all the way quits. I'm getting my life together with God. Um, it's no more. And so we did, we broke up and uh, I decided I was going to pursue God. Now, in between all of this, you know, I had went to the Burning Bush Church and listen, y'all, I had got myself together. We went, we kind of went our separate ways. Um, it's not Dana. His version is not the truth at all. It's just not. Just tell you, that just means you've been lying for years. No, <laughs> what? So, in any case, he stalked me to the Burning Bush Church because I was saved at that point, and I'm like, okay, why is he here? I was, y'all, listening when you, I, I was very disappointed when he decided he was just going randomly, randomly. This is why I know he was stalking me because he randomly showed up to the Burning Bush. Like, why did you come? You already know I came with one of my friends. You already know that already know that and i know when i walked in he was probably happy like god brought my husband back <laughs> he was talking to me at the burning bush church because <laughs> i was there first and i don't even know how he found out i went to this church i didn't know until i got there first of all i don't even know how he found out i was at the burning bush church but he was talking to me there too and then the whole process started over um and i failed because i was like god why would you send this person here that I have been trying to get away from because we don't do right. 
And so he was at the Bernie Bush Church, and then we ended up to get together again. And then we really broke up for good, for good, because then I was like, okay, God, I got to have you. And if I can't have a right relationship, then I don't want a relationship. So, and then he really stalked me. Oh, Lord. After that. After that, you re- I would really say you did because you didn't want to lose me. So then you really stalked me like I got to have her in my life because this is my wife and I need to get myself together because this is who I need to be with. All right. So that's the true version. And so we we kind of rekindled from there and ended up married um, and back in September 2009. So we have been married September 2009. That's when we got married um, and we blended our family. So in a sense, that's what pain reality will be about is us coming so, together after a long history of dating, a long history of, you know, relationships. He would date, I would date, we would date, then we dating the other people. It's, we have a long, long history. Um, but, you know, we decided we was going to partner in purpose in 2009. That's what we decided we was going to do. And so he brought two kids to the relationship of marriage, and so did I. And so we blended our families with four kids between us. Um and yeah, so, you know, when we blend families, we deal with some things. And um, so I read this book. I need your participation. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here and I'm there. So our kids is up to, um, we're going to do a segment one day called According to Kendall because like she's hilarious. And yeah. But in any case, a long time ago, one of my friends gave me this book called God Brings on Blended Families. And I read this book. Because I'll, I'll say this, coming from, first of all, I was raised in an abusive household. My first marriage was That's abusive. Fine. And from that marriage, we had two children um, who were, they were conditioned, basically, for lack of a better word, they were conditioned to, um, we don't like nobody. And mind you, Jews are actually the only, after I left my marriage, after I got divorced and we separated and did all that stuff. Well, you know, let me not lie. So when I lived in California, I was not saved. So I was not saved. Um, but Jalen and Janai, as a father figure, met Jew as a father figure when they were three. Although he's been around since they were babies. This is this is one thing that made me this is this is what solidified to me that I should have waited and never married another person. Is because when I was in the hospital, I ended up going into preterm labor with Jalen and Janai. Like literally, I was stuck in the hospital for almost probably about a month on like strict bed rest. The only thing I could do was get up and go to the bathroom. That was it. And the only person who actually came to see me at the hospital and sat with me at the hospital all those long drawn out times was Julius Payne. He came to visit me and I'm like, why are these his babies right now? This is what I was thinking in my head. I never tell you that, but this is what I was thinking in my head. And then the second incident was big fight with the ex-husband, a lot of stuff. And Julius Payne, Jalen and Janai was like, what, three months, I think. He probably don't even remember this, first of all. But Jalen and Janai was like three months. And it was a big fight. It was a lot going on. And um, Jew was the person I always called, not because something was going on. Because we would 
people accuse us all the time of messing around. A lot of times me and you were not messing around. We just happened to be really, really good friends. And so I called him, told him what was coming, what had happened. And he came over and allowed me to rest. Like he took care of my three month old tiny twin babies um, and allowed me to rest while he changed diapers. He did all of this stuff. He, he made sure they ate and got them down for the night. So I didn't have to do nothing after this big incident that I had with my ex-husband. So listen, I knew, dang, why didn't I wait? <laughs> like sometimes we, we just be, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, thinking we know stuff and just, we need to be obedient to God. I just put it that way. But in any case, so, you know, all these years later, here we are going into our 13th year of marriage come September. And um, along this journey um, of being married this long, me and you have encountered some ups some downs, some hilarious moments, some serious moments, you know, the, the passing of my mom. Um, you know, just we've experienced a, a lot of stuff. His his stepdad passed away. His bio dad passed away. We've just experienced a lot of things. Um, and so the the basic focus of some of the conversations that we will have, although they'll be funny, it'll be, you know, the real life pain reality that we deal with as we've been on this long drawn out journey trying to blend our families and some of the things that we went to. So what you got to say? Hello, everybody. That's it? That's about it. No, this like you gotta commune with me right now. I'm communing. I'm communing. You but, just you just gave them the story. No, I gave my version. I know, but that's the version. Oh, now you in agreement that you was talking to me? No, I'm in agreement that that's why we're doing the, the pain reality this podcast. No, you can't you can't dissect it right there. No, you, you can because you just asked me to give my version. And I'm just saying I gave my version of your stalking of me earlier. Now, the version that you gave of why we're doing the pain reality, what is this, a podcast? It's a live podcast, but I can't be the only one talking. You're not. I'm talking right now. But you didn't get your version. I don't need to give a version. Because you believe my version. No, because everyone except Dana and, T and Tammy know the truth. Because I literally said what the truth was. It was nice, plain and simple. I didn't have to give no full detail. Just she's talking. Listen. <laughs> When you see somebody at 18 and you like, that's my husband. That's, not, saying, that's God. Drop. That's God. Mic drop. Hey, wait, no. That's God. That was God. Ain't I mean, I know. God. But God, 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 that was God. Listen, okay. But then in your natural, no, no, you just said it was my turn. Right, go, but go. in your natural, in your natural, you was like, yeah. That's why I went up. Y'all chill out. Roll your taco up and eat it. That was the Lord. That's exactly it was, yes, no, it was what, definitely the Lord. What did Ashanti say? I don't know. That was the Lord. Well, thanks for nothing, Ashanti. But yes, it was the Lord, but you carried out your stalking in the natural. So clearly y'all can tell that this no, is she true. didn't she didn't stalk me. I didn't stalk her either. Yes, she we did. was just cool. I did not stalk you. Please stop telling these folks I stalked you. You do domestic violence work, and you sit here telling these people I stalked you. I mean, it was a good stalking. It but they looking like, at me like... It wasn't like it was... Do you Isaac. know the work that she does? Do you know the work that you do? What yes, do? I do. <laughs> so, really, although we're you know, laughing and joking about it, he truly stalked me. What is wrong with you? Um, and that's how that went. 
I don't care if he doesn't cool believe now. it. Because how do you if if you weren't stalking me, you would have never showed up my at, at my church. So so you think I just asked my friend like, hey, name all the girls that go to that church? Yes. No. Not at all. That's what he did. Not at all. It is. That's what happened. Because no. I already know that. That's you what know happened. what? Honestly, I went to that church and found that a lot of my family was at that church. So that was the Lord bringing me to my family. And then it was the Lord bringing Tia's husband back to her. <laughs> That's how that worked for you? There you go. Now, Ashanti, that was the Lord. Okay. See? And it makes perfect sense. That's why you huffing and puffing right now. It don't even make perfect sense. It do. Sense. No, it don't no. make sense? No. Okay. Hi, hi family. Uh, remember, remember how I met Net and all them? Mm-hmm. At the basketball game. I remember. I remember. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. This was, but you know what? This was like, what, a couple years after you had been it, at the church? It don't matter. I don't know if it was that long, but that's the reason I was at the so church. So when you came to the church, he oh, was Lord. the angriest basketball player you've ever oh, met in your life. Goodness. He was. Because oh, this is something now. this is part of our history. Oh, my So goodness. on the first episode of us sitting here talking, we got to talk about the whole history. The history of what? You bringing up old stuff. This is not old. This This is showing the... Hold on. What do you mean this ain't old? It's not. So it just happened? I'm not. No, but it shows where you've come. This, okay. I been, was. I was the angry bastard. You was. Player. Like, he would be cussing folk out. All right. You ain't got to tell all my business. I'm just I'm just showing. I would. I would be. I would. Uh, yeah. So every time I try to explain, you just agree after that. <laughs> so I can't explain what I was going to say. Go ahead, Tia. Go ahead, dear. This is showing the growth and where you've come from. That's what it's showing. That's it? Yeah, I just needed to say that. Oh, my. See, that's giving you kudos. And you just automatically expected that I was just going to be trying to be smart, Oki, and I wasn't. Hold on, cussing at the church. The games wasn't at the church, Ashanti. Thanks. See, look at Hold Joy. on, Joy. I don't, Joy, I don't even remember you going to no games. Wait, everybody was there. Everybody know he was an angry basketball player, dude. You were. Hey, but God turned it all around. She's gonna say absolutely angry. That is so okay. you was like you it would be listen, that when you would be so angry at these basketball games, people will be looking at me like, that's who you dating? And I'd be like, No, that's just my friend. Wow. Should have told me that then. I did. And you kept cussing. Oh yeah, I did. Exactly. That's the point. He he's come a long way. He's come a long way. So, in the process of all this, we get married and we have two beautiful children of our union, although we brought four kids with us. Kendall, would you like to come say hi to the camera? No, because she she over there whining. She mad about the salad on her um, taco. What is the problem? Stop acting like a baby. These are your kids, Tia Payne. No. Yeah. They so are. not only are they Jews kids, they look exact. The only thing they got was my hair texture. Whoa, 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 Joy. Oh, Joy got jokes. All right. Girl slept angry. Yep, I got you. That's cool, Joy. I got you. <laughs> Wait, got let's you. see. They get serious on that court. They sure do. And that's how Jew was. He was very serious on the court. All right, moving on. Now, what would we talk about? Our kids? Yes, we were talking right. about Kendall. Kendall, what, six? Yes. Jew 11. Do you want to come say hi to the camera? 
Because he's part of our family, Alex. So Julian is the baby I actually prayed for. No. Kendall was the shocker baby. You know, I just felt... Even? Say I, I, hello. I don't, I don't know why everybody said I look like him. Me either. Look like his mama. So and his little sister. All I did was birth my children, Kendall and Julian, but they look like their dad. They prefer you over me, actually. Oh, don't start that. They do. Don't start that. So okay. Julian at two would fight for his dad. He fought for his dad and Lady K. That's who he would fight ah. for. And you remember that? <laughs> he pushed Pastor Raynell over yeah. in the seat trying to get to Lady <laughs> K. He was so mad that she was in his way trying to talk to Lady K when he was trying to get to Lady K. And so he literally knocked her over like she fell into the seat. She fell down in the seats so he could get to Lady K. Um, and so he, he preferred Lady K and he preferred his dad. And so I was always the eyeball out because not only, listen, the day I had Julian, the doctor was like, oh my God, he looks like his dad. He came out looking like him. Okay, Julian. You do. You do look like your dad. Kendall looked like her dad too. But in any case, we ended up having Julian and Kendall. Like I said, Julian was a baby I prayed for. Kendall was a shocker baby because I just knew I couldn't have any more kids. So she was destined to be here. Um, and we have Jalen and Janai. Jalen and Janai are 18 on their way to graduating. And then we have Deontay. How old is Deontay? 20. Deontay's 20 and Tyshawn's 15. Yeah. We got a lot of kids. Yeah, you got a lot of kids. No, I mean, I think we both got a lot of kids. We do. Yeah, because you had to, I had to, and we, and had, we had to. It's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. It'd be noisy in our house, too. Like, we got the loudest kids. Like, I've never in my life. I don't understand that. <laughs> Y'all out. So, pain reality was birthed by us attempting to blend our families. Because, like I said, I read that book. Um, God breathes on blended families. Um, and in this book, it said in year eight, your family will be perfectly blended. And so, y'all, for eight years after you know we got married, I was waiting on year eight. Every year I was like, oh, no, we about to defeat the odds. We're going to blend in two years. And then I was like, OK, well, maybe we're going to blend in three years. And then it was four years. And then it was five years. And then six and seven, too. And then at eight, I was like, cool. We at year eight. Listen, this this promise from this book was stuck in my head all these years through strife, through all the stuff that we went through. I'm always thinking like, OK, you know, we got another year. We going to beat the odds. So year eight came and went. And I was still like, are we ever going to blend? And I felt like that book lied to me, first of all. Let's just talk about so that first. The book lied to me because I really felt like, okay, you this is a gospel book. This is a, a book about Jesus. And it lied, I felt like it lied to me. Like I had, listen, I'm not even lying because I had a really hard time trying to figure out why this book told me in eight years we were gonna have this happily blended family. And y'all, eight years passed, and we did not have no happily blended family. Now, I don't say that to say everything was horrible because it wasn't. 
it was very, very difficult to bring, for one, listen, I was raised in abuse. So I'm not the best at discipline. I'm just not. I, I don't I don't have a very strong like I can, you know, do the face and do all that type of stuff, but I don't have a very strong discipline it, when it comes to discipline in my children. You know, and I don't stay angry long either. I don't stay angry long anymore. Like I have the most forgiving heart um, and that trickles down to literally everything that I do. So when it came to, you know, being that hard disciplinarian, I was not that person. I felt like, oh, no, oh, and I, that's how I was. I really was. I mean, I, I admit it. I'm, when it comes to discipline, it's not my strong suit. Jew, on the other hand, who's not participating in our conversation. I am. You talking. Well, Kendall having a whole meltdown about this doggone taco. Like, ain't it bedtime? It's like 930. All right, continue. Like she's really crying right now. Continue, Ray. And she like mad <laughs> for real. <laughs> okay, so um, it was very, very hard to come from two different parenting styles um, and try to blend a family when I was raised in an abusive household. Um, like for me, I always tell Jews, mom, like she was like Susie Homemaker to me because when I first met them, it was on what Easter. And she got, got me an Easter basket filled with all this stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like a whole grown woman. Like we still do Easter basket. But every single year she got me an Easter basket. She would bake me cookies. Like she would do all this stuff, like home cooked meals every single day type stuff. Like you was that anomaly. Like when he had, when you, where would you at? You lived in, um, you lived on Alfeda and you lived in Timbertop. Like y'all, he had matching dishes. Like guys don't usually like he had a whole living room suit that matched with like your plates and your cups and your utensils. They all matched like in your. I was always amazed because I'm like, dude, you're a guy. Like it's okay for women to do that, but as a bachelor, like all your stuff match. I don't know why that tripped me out, but that tripped me out. It was like I don't know. Everything matched. He had everything perfectly. And then you like kind of like OCD too. And it's crazy because he leaves so many bags and stuff lit, like literally. All right. Was we, what, was, what was we talking about? I mean, I think this is all part of it. Though. This just shows the reality that we have in our house. I don't think that do. um, OCD stuff, the claim of OCD is part of whatever we is talking about. Y'all want to know who do the grocery shopping in our house? Y'all want to know why I don't do the grocery shopping in our house? Because I don't put the groceries up correctly. I don't put the seasonings up correctly and the food don't match in the cabinet. So I don't put the groceries up because it offends you that I just put stuff in the cabinet. And I was like, it's all food. It goes in the cabinet. Everything got a place so that you know where it's at. That's OCD. No, it's not. That is really OCD. It's organization. The O in OCD does not stand for organization. So no, it's not OCD. It is organization skills. <laughs> no, that's not even the initials. It ain't? No. OCD? Skills? I didn't say. You I said organizational say, skills. I didn't say the what OCD means organizational skills. Oh, okay. I said what I do is organizational skills. It's not OCD. It's really OCD because the one day I came home and everything in our cabinets was taken out of our cabinet so he could rearrange. And then... 
Did you not walk me through what was in the cabinets and where everything was and how to? I hope y'all enjoying this first and maybe last show because she keep throwing me under the bus. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Joy. Food has to match in the cabinet so that you ain't looking all over the place for different stuff. That's OCD. No, it's not. Well, I, okay. I guarantee. Listen, I guarantee you more people do that than just throw stuff in there. Your I guarantee over the top. I guarantee it. That's one person. Jew, that's OCD. I'm that's your wife for 12 years. It's not and I still OCD. Feel like you have OCD. It's not OCD, though. Our freezer is organized. How is everything going to fit if you don't organize it? Crickets. I feel like that one, that one meme where the girl was like, little weird girl, do all that. Because that's literally how I'm wondering, like, how is the stuff supposed? How is the freezer supposed? How are you supposed to fit everything if you don't organize it? You just throw it in there. You won't fit everything in there. Is that not the case? It's June. Like you had to show me. It, thank around. you, Joy. It's a flow. Thank you. Thank you. See, you, PJ, you, the same way. Thank you. When you have to show me around my own, like Reese, Reese, Reese. I'm sorry. It's being organized. Thank you. We have been living, since we got married, we've stayed in the same house. One person agreed with you. One. We, we've stayed in the same house. So when you have to show me around my own kitchen to tell me where the stuff is, this is where the pepper is. And I put all of these type of spices over here. That's OCD. No, it's not. It's so you ain't got to look through every single canister of seasoning to find but what you know what for. this might be based off of how he was raised yeah i was raised in chaos so for me to go look in a chaotic cabinet i find everything i need it ain't got to be organized for me i'm listening i'm just saying so you know you got a little bit of ocd see see joy got it because when you go to the store joy and you're thinking about what you need what do you do you visualize where everything is at and everything goes and oh that spot is empty do we need butter hmm didn't have no butter in my place where the butter goes oh do we need when i grocery shop yeah sometimes i need a list other times don't even need a list oh do we got ketchup hmm. where we put the ketchup nope i don't remember seeing no ketchup right there boom got you Checkmate, Yahtzee. Okay. Yeah. And nothing else needs to be said. Joy just said it all. So, I mean, I have a concern because you just got very, very animated about this OCD issue. So she don't count. Oh, go ahead. You know what? Because I feel like Ashanti just spoke a true word here. Joy, that's what she does. Nah. You're not a baker. Joy was like that before she was a baker. I'm not a baker. What do we, I, what do I got to be a baker for? Because Joy is a cook. Like, she bakes. She, she has, did that before. She has Parms Pounds. She did that before Parms Pounds. No, she did Shout out Parms Pounds. She did that before Parms Joy, did you or did you not do that before Parms Pounds? I guarantee she did. I don't feel like Joy. Because that, that's not something you could turn on and turn off. You don't just wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm making sure everything. Did you do that before we was married? Yes. Because stuff has a place where it goes. He also has a C personality too, and those C personality people is very regimented. Like you would think, you went to the military, and I'm the one who went to the military. He does all the laundry, but see, I'm like the techie person. See, I like gadgets. I want to get all the computers 
and you know all those type of things i want to make sure we got nice cars and get our oil changed and make sure we got tin on our windows and a nice rim you know you you just drive the potholes in tarot cars See, even Julian said it. Unbelievable. I'm just saying. Listen, let me see. Okay, well, you know, Joy, you got to see personality probably. But it could come back to the fact that you are, this is your, this is what you do. And you've always been a cook. I know she said, yep, it was before Parnes Pounds, but I don't feel like that because she's always cooked. That, you know, listen, Joy Joy was a stalker, too. She stalked me at the Bernie Bush Church with her love, always hugging me when I didn't want people to touch me. And she used to feed me. So she always cooked. She always did those things. All right. You're not a cook. All right. Whatever you say. I mean, he do probably cook a lot Whatever more than you me, say. I mean, you probably cook a lot more than me. It's cool. It's cool. So you going silent now? Nope. <laughs> I don't even know where I left off because you distracted me. Mm-hmm. You were I'm talking just, about discipline in our oh, differences. Okay, but first, in Joy. Discipline. Joy used to feed me all the time. She used to invite me over her house, and she would just lay out a whole spread. Like this was a this was a what? time where I needed some love and joy would just cook and she would just we would sit there and we would laugh and talk don't need it. and bed. so you joy not in a bad way it was just like you've always cooked so you've always had that organization when it comes to my spices go here because you're always cooking even before parms pound you were cooking you were doing little stuff to help people out with cooking okay say hi to kendall where she at no because she whined don't put her on camera Dry your face. She's devastated over a taco. Bring it here. Dude, be quiet. We got to fix Kendall's taco first. Be quiet. What? Who knows? It's Kendall. It's the salad on there. No, it's not rolled up right or something. I don't know. Here. There you go. No, it's the the stuff going to fall out and she's still going to be mad. She got to hold it. Like she's really crying about Hold the back of it so it don't fall out. Go ahead and eat it. See how she's looking at you. I do. That was mommy. Joe said, man, let you be great. Thank you, Joseph. Joseph, my bad. Thank you. Exactly. Good night, Kendall. That's what I say. Like, it's 938. I don't understand why she's still fighting about a taco. We got to teach Ashanti how to spell Kendall's name. I know, Ashanti, I she should be in bed. It's almost that time. It's time. Finish eating so you can go to bed. Yeah, people are concerned on why you're still up fighting about a taco. Hello, Kimmy Brooks. Hi, Kim. So as I was trying to get around to discipline, see, this is how you just be distracting me. I'd be distracted with you. Um, so we come from very different disciplines. Very different. Mm -hmm. So Jew is the disciplinarian where I'm the like, okay, we dealt with it. Let's go on about our business. Like, I don't, you ain't got to be on punishment for a thousand years type stuff. You know, I fussed at you. We didn't put something in place. And that's the end of it. You know, Jew be mad for days about something the kids did. You do. So that was very different for me. That was very different where 
he's ready for the discipline. And I'm like, no, like you, we just, that's it. You know? And now listen, my kids can push me. My kids can push me um, to, I, I'm one of those people that have this very, very long, 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 long fuse. It takes a lot to actually get me mad. Like you have to keep nitpicking and just doing little stuff before I'm mad. And then, you know, at that point, you know, people tend to back away. Um, you know, for years, people thought my face indicated how I was feeling when it didn't. But yes, my my so my kids can push me to that point where I'm like, okay, something got to happen. But typically, you know, it takes a, a very, very long time. I'm probably like this most of the time. Like I'm very, very even killed. Jew is actually very even killed too. So in that area, we kind of match. Um, but it, when we came from different styles of parenting and not to say that when we went through marriage counseling, those things weren't discussed because they actually were. But when you think of a lot of times people always talk about, oh, you got to be these healed whole versions when you walk into marriage. A lot of times when, and for me, Although I recognized by the time me and you uh, got married that I did not have what one would consider a traditional upbringing or first marriage. Now, for me, all of those things were normal. It wasn't until God had to do a really good work in me that I finally figured out that this stuff wasn't normal that I dealt with. However, walking, people don't understand, Jew was, Jew was normal. So he was normal compared to my abnormal. If that makes sense. So all I I was used to the abnormal. So trying to get used to the normal was very it was it was difficult. So when you think of blending families, we're trying to blend um, all of my issues that I had, all the things he had. I won't call them issues, but all of the things he had. And then we had we had two for me, two kids for me, two kids from him, and then we had two kids. So that was a very difficult adjustment. Um, I came from abnormal. So adjusting to normal was not easy. That was very, very difficult. And at the same time, you know, when I hear a raised voice, like men are, their voices are, are a little harder than women's. So when I hear a raised voice, that triggers me. That Not now, like I'm way past that, but this is kind of in the beginning. I would instantly be triggered and be looking at him like, who are you yelling at? Why are you talking to my kids like that? Like. What? That was a little too much animation. I was just in agreement. Sorry. <laughs> You're a hater, dude. You're like a hater for real. In real life. I just agreed. So no, you said it like, was too much. So I just gave you the nod. You was like. Because you was. You literally was. You were. You were. I'm sorry. Let me speak grammatically correct you were like it's in the past were you were yes in the past yeah but you definitely were like that see i feel some kind of way because he really he was feeling that like he was feeling that no way. i was just saying you wanted me to agree earlier now i'm agreeing now you like don't you know i'll just agree. <clears throat> it was just a difference Okay, it was a difference. It was a very real difference. Um, and so it, it it took a lot of, you know, getting used to um, having, um, and this is one thing I think a lot of times people don't talk about. So with me coming from a very um, religious upbringing, I was raised to believe you couldn't get divorced. And so when I divorced my ex-husband, that was like an added layer that didn't help us trying to blend. 
Um, blending families in general is hard. This is this is why I held on so hard to God breathes on blended families because it told me eight years. I, I had a date, even though I thought we could just defeat the odds and be blended in two. At least I had that eight year mark that was like, come eight years, we gonna be there. And when eight years passed and we still wasn't there. It just made things even more difficult because we had so many different layers. Like I didn't, when me and you got married, it wasn't a, oh, you know, bless thine child, you know, you're getting married. Like my mom didn't want me to get married. My mom was very upset that I got married. They're, Jalen and Janai's dad, you know, you're committing adultery. You ain't supposed to get married. You're still my wife type stuff. Like all the time type stuff. Um, and so then, of course, you got his he family. He tried it. <laughs> of course, you got his family who was in agreement too that, oh, she wrong. Why did she leave you? Now, mind you, if I can leave somebody for domestic violence, verbal, physical, all of those type of things that was in my first marriage, and you got your family in the background like, oh, you know, y'all ain't supposed to be getting a divorce. Ain't she in a church? She's supposed to be saved. Like, why y'all getting a divorce? This is these are the real things that people said to me when I got divorced from an abusive person. Like, how do you tell somebody you're supposed to be saved? So you got to say, but I listen, I believed it, even though I, I divorced. So like it, it took some real work. Um, but all of those layers made it very, very hard for us to actually I mean, defeat the odds and blend that too, even though it said eight, but it made it, it, it was extremely difficult to, you know, try to mesh our families together and blend our families with all of the layers, with the trauma, with the narcissistic, abusive ex-husband. Like literally how many times we've been back and forth to court with stuff? Um, I don't know. A lot. Like more than enough, more than enough. Like this is stuff that people don't talk about when you're thinking about you're trying to blend families, but you got a toxic person in the background with a toxic family who has always catered to his toxic narcissistic ways. It, it made it very, very difficult. Um, so we we Jalen and I are 18. And although things have gotten a lot better when we're talking about the blend no, the blend still isn't the blend. Like the blend ain't blending. It's like a chili bowl haircut. <laughs> That's way hair, no hair. Anyway. Just no blend whatsoever. It ain't no blend. No. <laughs> but that Jalen and I have been conditioned to feel how they feel. Like they um they listen, they were conditioned. That's pretty much a, how I can how I can term that. They were conditioned that this is not my dad. My dad is over here. Now, yeah, okay, we let's talk about, you know, a few years ago, you know, Jalen and Janai had an experience with their dad that kind of opened their eyes to, to who he was. Um, that was the last time we went to court. They were, what, Jalen and Janai is 18. So they was like, what, fifth? No, maybe they were probably 15 because I think that protection order was, what, probably about three years. It ended next month, I think. In any case, so we had a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, and so they had an experience with their dad that kind of I was not the parent. I've always believed that my kids had to make up their mind concerning their dad. Like I didn't bad mouth him. Like he did a lot of horrible stuff, y'all, but I didn't bad mouth him. I felt like, you know, um, I, it was so much said about the fact that I got divorced 
that I felt like, okay, I'm not going to add to the burden of what my kids are already hearing. So they they go over there and it's bad mouth Tia, bad mouth Tia, Tia doing this and Tia doing that. And so this is all the stuff that Jalen and Janai is taking in. And I didn't want to add to that. I, I really felt, I felt bad for them. Jalen and Janai are spoiled too, by the way. Like um, it's, I mean, I don't take the blame because I felt like, you know, we we live. See, you're shaking. You animated right now. <laughs> Anyways, I I went overboard with Jalen and Janai. I mean, I felt like they always had to have like the latest and greatest. Like I'm techie, so I want techie kids. Like they gonna get the new iPhone. I was bad about that, but you know, I, I feel like the reason I did some of those things is because I was trying to make up for the fact, that even though I didn't badmouth their dad. That wasn't a good situation for them either. But, you know, I didn't want to take away the fact that they love their dad, their bio dad either. I didn't want to take that away from them. Um, and so I overindulged when it came to um, Jalen and Janai. And um, that didn't help with the conditioning that they were receiving from their dad's people. Um, let's just put it that way. Um, and so, again, we had all of these extra layers when it came time to blend the family when we had so many layers. Um, and so Jalen and Janai are 18 and the blend ain't blending still. But although I can say some things are better and they had that experience with their dad due to so many years of conditioning. So me and you got married when Jalen and Janai were three. And so from the point of the family finding out, Jalen and Janai's family finding out that we were married and not everybody, you know, I still have some relationships with people, but um, from the point of them finding out I was remarried, it became, oh, you got another man in the house trying to raise my kids and he don't need to put his hands on my kids. And this is all the stuff that was downloaded into Jalen and Janai from everybody. Let's see. Do you feel like you had to reprogram them when they, oh, Jesus, if that, that's a very loaded question, but yes. And it didn't work. It, it really didn't work. Um, it was very touchy. It was very touchy. So I do domestic violence work. You do sexual assault work. Those are the things that we're being accused of. We're being pulled into court. Like these are, this is our livelihood. Our livelihood is advocates. That's what we do. We advocate. You know, and so these are the things it's like, let me pick out the things that you do for your livelihood and accuse you of doing that to, you know, my children. Now, mind you, this is the same guy who only claimed one of the twins. One of the twins was his, not both of them. But if I can ruin your livelihood and say y'all abusing these kids, y'all abusing these kids. You know, we were accused of a lot of things that we had to go to our jobs that Hey, you know, children's services is involved. We had police out to the house. You know, that was a lot, you know. And again, here are some more layers added on to the fact that we're trying our hardest to blend a family. And so it was so many different layers that here we are all these years later. And again, the blend ain't blending. You know, it's, it's kind of a like maybe a half chili bowl on one side, would you say? Like yeah, maybe one sided. Like, y'all see my blend? It's, with these waves, first of all, it's like anyway, the early stages of a blend. It's yes, yeah, it's kind of like a little blend, but not a blend. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's Let's see. what did Joy say? 
Yes, Joy. It, it's very, very hard. It's, it's very, very hard, especially when you got to reprogram. Like Ashanti was saying, like that's that's work in itself to try to re every time. Now, now, of course, you know, they gave the standard, you know, in our divorce. I got my divorce granted because he ended up in jail, but it was a fight. But I eventually get granted my divorce because he was in jail. And so because he was in jail, I got uh, what is it? Custodial parenting or something like that. I forgot how they put it, um, which in turn made him have visitation. So he had the, you know, the typical every other weekend and on Wednesdays or something like that, which he, you know, he spot checked a lot. Like you talking about, OK, I don't see my kids for months. But then when I do come get them for maybe a week in the summer or something like that, then I'm I'm doing double duty to to show them how they ain't got to listen you know, to this, this new person, this person that's then took my place. And again, you got, you got to understand that my ex-husband was very religious, you know, very religious on, on women's roles type stuff. Like, you know, I'm mad at you cause you, you got a good job and you should be working or staying at home, um, making my meals, taking care of the babies. Like he was that type of person too. And so he worked extra hard to, you know, tell Jalen and Janai all kinds of stuff. And so, again, although they have the experiences that they have with their dad now, the conditioning part of what was years and years and years, that has been very, very hard to break. You know, listen, we went through intensive family counseling. Like we've we've done it all. And again, although we got a half of a little blend of a chili bowl, the whole chili bowl ain't blended yet. And so now that they're 18, it's like, okay, you know, are we, it's the, I'm still disrespectful to, they still kids. Like, I know y'all 18, but you, you know, so it's just all of that, all of that type of stuff. So we just going to be on a journey, y'all. We're going to be on a journey sharing our real life experiences of what it's been like over all these years to, you know, try to blend a family with all of these different, you know, dynamics that we've had to go through. And now, because I, I want to hear from you, Ju. Like, listen, I'll be only trying to be on like an hour. We got seven minutes. What? What do you want to hear? I want to hear your your perspective on at least how how it was. So how was it for you as the eyeball out, if you will, when it came to, you know, trying to come in and, and be a, a father, you know, the two kids who had a toxic father who made it hard for you. He made it. I mean, he made it hard for me. But in a sense, you took the brunt of a whole bunch of that stuff. A lot of the court cases was on against him. You know, I had a couple accusations, but a lot of that stuff was against him. So how was that for you? Um, what did they they tell uh Roach in the car? We live rough, we you live raw. Clearly, Drew watches <laughs> a lot of TV, okay? Like, this uh, is but no, um, no, uh, no, it, it, it was, it can be, um, mm -hmm. and at times it is hard, um, because like Ashanti said, there's that reprogramming, but um, most people kind of know and understand, like kids love their dad like their biological dad doesn't matter a lot of times what he did didn't do wasn't there for me like i i had an experience like that when i was younger where it was like my dad wasn't necessarily around but when i did see him okay i might go home and be like yeah i seen my dad my mom might be like so like <laughs> where he been at what he do but you know kids are always going to love their dad um 
that's always going to be the number one guy in their life. So that reprogramming kind of never took hold where it's like you can say you can say whatever you want to say and make rules and different stuff like that. But if a kid is old enough to make up their mind that, you know what, I'm not I don't have to listen to this person. Right. Um, then that that's going to be there. That's going to be there. That's going to be their mindset. Like when they when they when someone makes up their mind that, you know what, I've been told that this ain't my dad or I don't have to listen to this person or do the bare minimum or whatever the case. Then guess what? Where did, that that's what makes it hard to, I think, kind of blend more um, because it does become I mean, we literally one of our kids literally said, I, I don't want to have a relationship. Right. Like literally said that I just want to be cordial. I don't even know what that means <laughs> when you're talking about uh, like kid and a parent. Like, what, is, what does that even mean? Like, you're cordial to people on the street. But to me, like, I just want to be cordial means stay out my way. I want to do what I want to do. You question me. I don't really got no answers for you. Just, you know what I mean? So for me and then with the with the differences in the discipline, that also made it tough because, OK. And I remember I used to tell Tia, look. I may be a little strict now when they're younger because when they're teenagers, I don't want I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with, hey, they out in the street doing whatever or, hey, they disrespectful or yada, 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 all this different stuff. Um, didn't necessarily work out the way we planned it to work out or wanted it to work out. But that was that was my that was my perspective of it. But it also had to I also had to find that balance because, OK, if she feel like this triggers her or makes her think of abusive situations where she feels like I don't like the kids and things like that, then, okay, I got to find that balance of, yeah, you can still discipline, but ease up or figure out another way to do it. Or like she said, they already been punished for this. So no added punishment. They don't need to be on punishment after maybe getting a whooping or vice versa or whatever the case. Um, but no, it's, uh, yeah, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with in my life. You ain't never told me that. I give you. I mean, how you gonna tell lies of you ain't never told me the hardest thing you ever had to do in your life? Hold on, rewind that. <laughs> the hardest thing I ever had to do. In my life. All right, but no, like, cause I never really, cause I never really think about it. Right. It's just you go, you you do, you just go and you do, and you try to make the best of it. Um, but I, I and I do think I told you this before. Like, I really feel like through all these years that. If they weren't scared that you would be all over them, they would have been said like, you ain't my dad. You know what I'm saying? In, in certain situations where it's like you can't tell me nothing or if you, you're told something and it take you 30 minutes to go do what I told you to do. You ain't my dad. Things like that. But I mean, that that like I mean, you know, like she said, it's, it's difficult. It's been difficult. Um, sometimes it's still difficult, but. I mean, you just you maintain and you get to a point where you like, you know what? At some point, you got to do what you got to do and be like, OK, now y'all 18 or whatever, the, the, the whatever the age is or what have you. You grown. You think you grown. You want to be grown. All right. Well, now's your chance. Right. Friend. Not to mention the what? fact that, you know. Before your eyes. Kendall needs a sleeping masks. 
can anybody? Uh, oh my goodness! Can any? Can anybody recommend a sleeping store to get a sleeping mask from? It's literally nine fifty-nine. Good night. Go to bed. Go to bed. All right. All right. Continue. Fix whose face? Was she talking to me? I don't know. Oh, she had to be talking to Tia. Why me? I don't know. Your your face was over there. I was way over here. So in any case, those are the type of things that we're going to be talking about. Um, we gonna we gonna we just gonna dive in and, and we're gonna talk about you know some of the moments, you know, the different things that we um know, see exactly. I don't know what I did. <laughs> just some of the different things that you know we've experienced over all of these years. Um, I don't I I like having more candid conversations, so I try not to really be scripted, although I'll keep a thought in my head of something I want us to jump into and discuss a little bit further. But for the most part, these will be very unscripted. Um, so it can be our reality. That's literally why I always say pain reality is because this is the reality of what we we dealt with with our children. Um, even when we added our our kids that we have together, you know, there that's that's a whole nother story that we can talk about like what did that look like how did Jalen and Janai feel like you know was there differences in how we treated our kids together versus how we treated them those are like real conversations that we've had to have um and so those are the things that we we will you know share and we're gonna do it every single week um and we're just gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about all this crazy life of pain reality. So, but it is actually 1001 and I really do try to be mindful of the time. So I actually appreciate everybody who joined in um, on this part of our conversation tonight. Uh, feel free to ask us questions that y'all may uh, want to uh, want us to answer as part of our journey, because I'm always interested in um, those type of things. So um, let us know. And we are going to continue. We'll be back next Wednesday at uh, 9 p.m. Um, talking about, I don't know, something else. Um, Ju being who he is. Like, he the funny one in our in our marriage. Um, I'm, like, kind of sarcastic. Just a, a, a little tiny bit. Um, just kind of tiny. But he the funny one. Like, he say some funny stuff. Like, I be really cracking up. Like, people don't understand. Like, I don't crack up because I'm married and it's required. The dude's hilarious. He's actually funny. We love you too, Ashanti. We got to go. We don't want to keep these people past 10 o'clock. He funny. Y'all want to experience his funniness. Not at all. I'm very serious. Good night, y'all. Thanks for joining us. Peace out. You so silly. No, you're silly. No, we done. We 